0: everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. My guest is Eartha Stone, and she's a spiritual life coach who works with her clients to help identify and resolve issues and patterns that keep them from their success. Um, She also has her own radio show called The Queen of Cards on Blog Talk Radio. And she's a mom, a US Army veteran, and she calls herself a psychic soul sister. So I'm really excited to talk to Eartha And we're going to talk about a specific subject with Ertha. we're we're doing a little bit on the law of attraction, I think a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, The principle of like attracts like, Uh, it's been written about by so many different authors, James Allen in the uh, 1800s or 1900s in the New Thought Movement, and then there was Napoleon Hill with Think and Grow Rich, and of course, most recently, The Secret. And Ertha is here to talk about one specific component of it. Hi, Ertha. Thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Hi, Connie. Thank you for having me.
0: It's so great to have you and meet you. And um, I love your Facebook page. It's so bright. You have all your tarot cards on there. So we'll have to talk about that later, too. (laughs) So what we're going to talk about chemicalization in the law of attraction. First of all, let's, let's go through the law of attraction and talk about the basic principles. And you also have, I should say you have a Facebook page or a, a Facebook group about that. Do you wanna talk about that first?
1: Yes, yes, I have a Facebook group that I started at the beginning of the year called Open Your Mind to Prosperity. And what I set it up to do was to help support people in their law of attraction journey. A lot of times, people are getting stuck on this journey. The way that some of the fringe teachers are trying to teach this, they don't go into all of the whole process of it. So, I opened up this group to be able to support people and to give them a place to vent a little bit about what's going on with them and to help them get over that hump.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the basic tenets of the law of attraction. It's sort of the principle of like attracts like. Um, what else? I mean, what, are, what are all the uh, the components of it? Because I know it's, I, I mean, really, it's pretty simple. But I think people have through the years broken it down and made it, made it sort of a process that we have to study. And, but really, it's very simple. It's kind of the loaves and fishes story in the Bible, right?
1: Yes, and I'm I'm glad that you said that. It's very simple. Spirituality in general is very simple. I think that as humans, we like to make things complicated so we can feel intelligent. But um, law of attraction is that you attract what you are, what you firmly believe, what you truly believe. And so if you want a new relationship or you want new patterns in your relationship, And you want to affirm those things and picture those things through your vision boards and dream books you would set all of that up and then go through a process in order to develop yourself into the person the type of person that attracts those things where i'm finding that people are being misled is they think that they're going to say some affirmations and that thing is just going to magically appear and it doesn't always happen like that sometimes you have to be developed and um, into a, a different type of uh, energy, in order to attract that. Abraham Hicks talks about being in the vortex and staying in that space where you're you're feeling what it is that you're attracted. If you want a, a new patterns in your relationship, you have to make some changes. And there's there's been some type of disconnect between the way some people are teaching this now and what we've read from Florence Scovel Shen from the 1800s and Catherine Ponder, who actually talked you through that process. It can be um, dramatic.
0: So let's talk about that. Let's, uh, let's talk about the first step. If you're remembering who you are, which is a part of God, a part of the universe, the infinite, whatever you want to call it, then really there is nothing that we can't acquire or have or be. So is, isn't that sort of the first step in the law of attraction?
1: To remember who you are, yes, absolutely. What happens though is that we are programmed and trained through well-meaning teachers, parents, um, and more more subversive our media and hmm. the music that gets played around in our in our atmosphere, the commercials that that come, and a lot of times, unfortunately. People hire psychologists and psychiatrists to do studies to see what's going to affect people, and they and they direct you, and we won't even know this is going on. This is kind of a subliminal process, and so um, if it meets their needs and makes them money, they'll go ahead and do it. It's, it's a little dirty secret, I guess, but um, we're trained out of knowing who we are.
0: We are. So... The law of attraction, you know, as we said, it's really very simple, but you know, there are some steps to it. And one of the stumbling blocks or places where we get stuck, you have termed chemicalization. Can you, can you explain what that is and how we can work our way through that?
1: Yes, actually, it was um, Mary Baker Edie, who where I first heard it, and also Catherine Ponder. Catherine Ponder in her book, The Dynamic Laws of Healing, talks about it chapter 12 and generally just a broad overview chemicalization happens when what you're affirming is in conflict with what in conflict with what you truly believe so if you don't believe that you're worthy um, you you probably won't have a whole lot of business success and so chemicalization is actually a healing process that breaks down those old beliefs and thought patterns And the more ingrained those beliefs, the more dramatic your process is going to be.
0: Okay, can we just get a little specific here and talk about ways, specific ways, examples in which we may not believe we're worthy? I can think of one that I've been guilty of lately. For some reason, I have been using the term, I feel bad about this. I'm, I'm like, I a few times a day lately i've had to tell myself to shut up stop saying that because the language we use about about ourselves really creates uh it can can create our reality so what are some other ways that we sort of uh sabotage ourselves in this way by not believing we're worthy
1: some physical examples i can give is that we don't keep your your immediate environment clutter free
0: oh
1: um you you block your energy that way and it's saying to the universe that i don't trust i don't trust that you know i i need to hold on i need to hoard i need to um fill my space with this stuff because i don't truly believe that the universe is going to meet my needs there are also staying in bad relationships and toxic friendships that will That says to the universe that you don't trust that you deserve true love, that you don't deserve reciprocal relationships because you're holding on in desperation and in fear. And the law of attraction requires you to exhibit faith. Sometimes you're going to have to let things go. Sometimes you're going to have to clean out your space in order for there to be a vacuum for you to receive those higher and better things for you.
0: Okay. So we clean out our space. We clean out our relation, our toxic relationships, I should say. And what else, what else is there that gets in the way of this expansion and abundance in our lives?
1: When people don't exhibit active faith, and when I'm saying that, I mean, you're not going out and doing, you're sitting at the house doing your affirmations and that's it. You're not going out, meeting people, putting yourself in positions, accepting opportunities. The whole process of law of attraction when to get to a manifestation is that you get in touch with your intuitive guidance and as you break down the chemicalization breaks down those old beliefs and paradigms, you're more in touch with who you are and your own spirit will guide you and give you little green lights and signals to let you know you're on the right path. A lot of people don't trust themselves. And all of that goes back to core beliefs and, and conditioning from parents and teachers and um, peers from early childhood.
0: So let's talk a little bit about those synchronicities, because that's one of my favorite subjects. So when we are taking the right steps and doing the right thing and putting having faith and putting this belief in ourselves out there, synchronicities do appear, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, yes. um, let's give some examples. Like, I'm trying to think in my life. I don't know. I can be driving down the road and I'm thinking something and the, a song comes on the radio that completely mirrors what I'm thinking. Um, yes. But that's sort of, and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for that reminder. But yeah, the synchronicities are really fun little reminders. And what are we actually supposed to do with those synchronicities? Are they just affirmations?
1: Uh, you, you follow them. And I'll, and I'll say this, like if you've got a uh you were thinking something, then you heard a song or you wake up in the morning and there's a song replaying in your head, Um, go and look up all the lyrics. There's a message in there for you. There's some wisdom in there for you. And sometimes it's just for you to look it up. You may type in a, a wrong website address while you're doing that and come upon this page and you're like, wait a minute, that just answered something else. So whenever you get those little intuitive hits and those that little guidance, follow it implicitly, even if it seems crazy. Follow it because you'll always be, it always opens up a door or a window that leads you further along on your path.
0: And then where does gratitude come in?
1: I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Gratitude and forgiveness. Those are two practices that i found that help to smooth out this chemicalization process. Most people are stuck in resentment and unforgiveness and It's hard to move you into a new space when you're holding on to all that old stuff. If you want a new life, you got to let go of the old life. You can't let it go in fear, meaning that um, I'm just not going to talk to them anymore or I'm not going to deal with this anymore. It has to be let go in peace. So gratitude says that I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what I have around me and, and thank you for that you block yourself from getting anything new, if you can't be grateful for what you have, where you are, your energetic space is what you attract. So if you're grateful, more things will be given to you to be grateful for.
0: Awesome. I love that. That gets me every time we I, I talk about the subject with someone, I get kind of fired up <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> because it is so true. Do you have any examples that you can talk about? of clients that you've worked with that have really moved through some life-changing situations using this law of attractions uh, idea? I'll
1: give my own example. Um, I had gone through a really dramatic time when I first got out of the military. And we were homeless. Mm -hmm. And it was a really difficult space for me. I was a network systems administrator. I was a very important person in my job. And so coming out of the military and then having nothing and no position, you know, I just went through a divorce that same year. It was a very dramatic year for me. And my biggest lesson was about surrender and allowing that life was going to provide for me. I had a back uh, issue, a back injury that kept me from doing so much. But every time I went to the doctor, I, I never got any, um, it just seemed like they were against me. You know, it, it, they were against me. Like they didn't believe me. They wouldn't even do the MRI. Hmm. And I'm wondering what, why is this such a big problem? And as I learned to forgive my parents, my parents were very old school, so no emotions. You keep going. You go to work sick. You know, you don't, we don't uh, acknowledge these things. And I had to forgive my parents in order to attract doctors who actually listen to what I said. And um, right now I'm very functional. There's some, you know, pain at times, but I'm very functional, but I actually got doctors to agree that there was something going on. They did the MRI and they retired me. And so now for the past 10 years, I've been a stay at home mom being able to do live the life that I, that I wanted to live. I actually wanted a job. I actually wanted another position. But um, life had different plans for me. So I had an opportunity to start building my blog and building a clientele and helping people through the process.
0: So how was it, Eartha, that you were uh, conscious enough to come to that decision that you needed to forgive and you needed to uh, release any resentment and in order to move to this higher level, essentially, is what you did?
1: Um, doing a lot of reading. I immersed myself in Tony Robbins, uh, Wayne Dyer, Catherine Ponder, all of those. Um, Bishop Jakes, a lot of the, um, I'm a, a, a Christian girl. You know, I grew up in the church. And um, so lots of prayer. The, the longer that I was in prayer and meditation, the more I could feel it. I would say, you know, why aren't these doctors receiving me? Why are they not listening to what I'm saying? And something in my spirit would go back and flash a picture of my dad or flash a picture of my mom who would say, you know, go to school anyway, <laughs> you know, you you know, we don't do this in this family. We work, you know, we don't accept charity. And so all of that just, it just started all coming up for me.
0: Mm, and, but you were, you paid attention to it, which Absolutely. is, which is what I think is, is another stumbling block because we're, you know, we're so busy and this world is so crazy that, Sometimes it's hard to catch those glimpses that are really little messages. Wow. I really
1: didn't have a choice because I was homeless. (laughs) You You know, life dramatically took me out of everything that I knew. I was away from family. I was away from the military. Every support that I had was taken from me. And I was by myself. I really didn't have a choice. And that's what this chemicalization does. People lose jobs. They lose relationships that everything ships, the more stubborn a person is, the more willful they are, the more dramatic this process. And so I it's surrender is really a key.
0: I call that a rude awakening. <laughs> yes. <it was> rude. <laughs> <Very> rude. <laughs> so where are you now, Eartha, with all of this?
1: Um, I've gone through a couple of more uh, processes of chemicalization. Um, I had a very dramatic childhood. Um, between my parents being you know in my mind, the archetype of a bully, and then it was at school. so I've had to go through a lot of forgiveness. Um, right now, I am in a very good place. where things are starting to really open up beautifully. I'll say this, I've never really had a problem attracting the things that I wanted. People would often tell me, Well, you always get what you want. It was something that I just I don't know,
0: took for granted, sort of, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, what happened is that you also attract a lot of stuff you don't want. Mm-hmm. So sure. learning how to manage that, learning how to manage toxic relationships, speaking my truth through this 10 year process from, since I've been retired, I've had a really good opportunity to work through a lot of those issues. And what's interesting is that um, I tried therapy. I've tried other coaches and stuff like that. It's truly a personal journey. And if your coach or your therapist hasn't taken it then they're not going to really be able to help you most people are kind of blots right you know
0: my last podcast guest talked about that story you've probably heard it where the mother takes her child to the guru and says guru, tell my child to stop eating sugar. And the guru says, come back in two weeks. And the mother was like, what? So they come back in two weeks. And the guru says to the child, stop eating sugar. And the mother says, well, why didn't you just tell him that two weeks ago? And he goes, because I had to stop eating sugar. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it seems to me that the wounded healers of the world make the best healers of the world because we have been through it. And, um, yeah, and I think if someone is looking for, to work with a, a spiritual life coach or a healer, you know, look for someone who's really walked the walk and, and can talk the talk, not just talk the talk, I should say.
1: <laughs> I, was, um, I was fortunate to meet a lot of wonderful therapists that didn't have that insight. Um, and it was painful because I was trying to explain a process that they didn't get. And so I had to go through forgiveness of them, you know, that they didn't know, and I didn't know any better than to not share my process with somebody who wasn't compassionate toward it, or really just couldn't understand it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think when we work through those those sort of steps and issues, we raise our vibration, and then we start attracting the people that we want to hang out with in this life, which is a really <laughs> cool place to be. I'm really happy, and I'm happy you're hanging out with me today. Tell me about your uh, your radio show.
1: Yes, I am a I moonlight as a fortune teller, so I read cards. I read the tarot cards. The tarot is was a key part of helping me move through core issues. Once I was retired, I was able to spend some time and more study, and so I had picked up the cards as a as a teenager. And um, as an adult, I picked them up again in my late 20s and noticed that they kept coming up with like the same cards I would get. And it really caused me to start looking at deeper, unconscious patterns that I was um, stuck in. And so I used the cards, the stars and the numbers to help people with their um, with the spiritual life coaching. But I moonlight as a, as a card reader, as a fortune teller uh, on Friday evenings on Blog Talk Radio. And um, it's just an opportunity to get those people who can't um, afford to go into coaching with me sure. um, some insight. It's interesting. Some people get a breakthrough in a 10 minute reading. So you never know. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I play music and um, hang out with people. And sometimes they need someone to cuss them out a little bit. No, you can do it. <laughs> Sometimes they need encouragement. Sometimes they just need a friendly ear. So yeah. I love it. I love interacting with, with people via that meeting.
0: That's a lot of fun. And we should talk about tarot cards because a lot of people kind of like, you know, there's a little woo-woo around it. And But really, it's just, it's, a, how would you describe it? It's it's an instrument of intuition, really, right? I mean, you pull a card and the cards have certain meanings, but you use your own, you can, your intuition bounces off that card, Right. You know, I
1: look at the, the, the tarot as a tool. Um, it's a tool for self-development. Um, some of the um, older people who have studied it use it strictly for psychological development and intuitive development. Um, it does predict a little bit, and the way that it predicts is that it tells you that current energy and a likely outcome. So everything is, you know, changeable. It's kind of yeah. like predicting the weather. You know, you go, you watch the weatherman, he makes a prediction. It's not always right, but generally he's pretty on track. And so the tarot does that, too. But the images of the tarot seem to be what people mostly fear, that, you know, it's going to open up a door and it's going to, you know, a lot of spirits in. And what it does do is open up that subconscious area and, and deal with the energy and that content of the subconscious and brings up issues that you're dealing with at the moment. You throw the cards down at that moment. That's what's going on at the moment. And as a reader, I can see what you're dealing with past, present, and future, and kind of give you an idea of um, where things are going or where you're blocked and how you can move through that.
0: Do you happen to have your cards close by? Can you, can you put a couple cards out and see what's going on?
1: Sure. What, uh, let me shuffle these cards. Do you have a question?
0: mm let's see. How about where is this podcast going? <laughs> you know, I started this podcast about a year ago, and it's sort of taken on a life of its own. It was just an intuition of mine to just start doing this because I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm, I'm an actress. And, you know, when there's when there's nothing to do, which happens a lot in when you're a freelancer, I wanted something to do to keep my skills honed. And um, so this is that's what it is. But It's really fun talking to people like you. And I'm kind of wondering, hmm, what's the next step here? That's where I am right now.
1: Okay, Well, I'm actually seeing that you have, um, all right. First, I want to ask you, I'm seeing you going back to some work that you did in the past.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're. That's funny. Yesterday, I had a meeting with a TV station that I worked for like ten years ago, and they, yeah, yeah, they're talking to me about coming back and doing some um, on-camera stuff.
1: Wonderful. Okay, I'm saying that um, <laughs> that there's the podcast itself is is a very good um, foundational thing for you. Um, I don't know if you're if you write now bringing in any income with advertising or um, um, I'm seeing you on two tracks. I'm seeing you doing both and being very successful at both of them. This podcast is a, is a very good marketing um, advertising thing for you, but really the cards are, are really speaking to what you did in the past and okay. you going back to that and that being successful for you and you fi- trying to find a way to maintain both because it looks like you may get busier doing things other than the podcast
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the the cards are telling me that it's that you're gonna have to really um get into this uh, place where you're able to multitask with grace but it's coming up in your cards that you're able to do it it may be a little challenging for you but um that that is absolutely um doable for you
0: well, that helps. Um, that just tells me I need to meditate more, so <laughs> I got to do that anyway, don't we all, right? Well, thank you. If someone's interested in working with you, how can they get in touch with you?:
1: You can go to my website, Um, All my contact information is there on the right-hand side. Um, I'm always active on Facebook, um, and um, you can find me at facebookcom thequeenofcards
0: of oh, Cards.: I love it, the Queen of Cards. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect for you. Well, thank you so much, Eartha Stone. This has been so enlightening, and I hope you'll keep in touch. And um, maybe we can—I don't know—do something with another subject. Thank you so much, Connie. This you. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you.